0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible,
1: the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Darrell Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Elisha demonstrates the power he has received by the miracles he performs. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 2 Kings chapter 2 on Simply the Bible.
0: Elisha asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. He received what he asked for. Now the evidence was seen in the miracles Elisha performed. Today we look at three of these. We pick it up in second Kings chapter two, verse 19. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, please notice the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground barren. And he said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the source of the water and cast in the salt there and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. So the water remains healed to this day, according to the word of Elisha, which he spoke. When Joshua had conquered Jericho, He placed a curse on the city that anyone rebuilding it would do so at the cost of his firstborn son. Jericho was rebuilt by a man from Bethel, and it did cost him his firstborn son. Now, it could be that it was because of this original curse that the water of Jericho was made bitter. But now a school of prophets was living there, and they asked Elisha to heal the water. The Bible speaks of the salt of the covenant. Salt has a purifying and preserving effect. In this case, Elisha told them to pour a bowl of salt into the water to purify it. And miraculously, the water was healed. Cindy and I had the privilege of going to Jericho this past winter for the first time. You can visit Elisha's spring today. And yes, the water is still sweet. Then he went up from there to Bethel, and as he was going up the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him and said to him, Go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. So he turned around and looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And two female bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. Then he went from there to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. Now, some people have a problem with this story. They find fault with Elisha for pronouncing a curse on these youths. The Hebrew word used here for youths refers to a person 12 to 30 years of age. These guys knew right from wrong. When they mocked Elisha two times, saying, Go up, you baldhead! They were speaking of him going up as Elijah, his predecessor, had gone up to heaven. Bethel was a place of idolatry in Israel, and they didn't want Elisha around. The law of God has much to say about honoring our parents and respecting our elders, but these youths were irreverent, disrespectful gangsters who mocked God's servant. Often at the outset of a fresh work of God, the Lord brings an act of discipline to reinforce that his laws have not changed. That seems to be what occurred here. As Elisha cursed these 42 youths and two bears mauled them, teaching them a lesson they would never forget. Chapter 3 Now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, became king over Israel at Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned 12 years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and mother, for he put away the sacred pillar of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he persisted in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. He did not depart from them. Jehoram was the son of Ahab and Jezebel. His brother Ahaziah had only reigned in Israel for two years. Then Jehoram became king, and he did evil in the Lord's sight, but at least he put away the sacred pillar of Baal that Ahab, his father, had made. However, he still worshipped the two golden calves in Bethel and Dan. Now, Misha, king of Moab, was a sheep breeder, and he regularly paid the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. But it happened when Ahab died that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. Misha, the king of Moab, had paid tribute to Ahab, but after he died and his son reigned in his place, Misha rebelled against Israel. So King Jehoram went out of Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel. Then he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? And he said, I will go up. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. And then he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, by way of the wilderness of Edom. Now why would King Jehoshaphat of Judah consider going to battle with the idolatrous King Jehoram? The problem was that Jehoshaphat's son, also named Jehoram, was married to the king of Israel's sister, Athaliah. The king of Judah and the king of Israel were related by marriage. This was a weakness in Jehoshaphat and his family, leading them into unholy alliances with the northern kingdom of Israel. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom, and they marched on that roundabout route seven days. And there was no water for the army, nor for the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat is here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. They took a strategic route against Moab where their borders were not well fortified. But there was no water for the three armies. And Jehoshaphat suggested that they inquire of a prophet of the Lord to see what they should do next. The king of Israel was not even aware that Elisha was among them. One of his servants told him about it. And Jehoshaphat knew of Elisha's good reputation. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat King of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. Elisha only had a word of rebuke for King Jehoram, but he respected Jehoshaphat. But now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha, and he said, Thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones." It is interesting how the word of the Lord came to Elisha in the playing of music. During a worship service where we are singing songs to the Lord, I have often found that the Lord speaks to my heart. Thus, Elisha prophesied that they were to dig ditches in the valley and God would fill them with water. He would also deliver Moab into their hands. It was a simple matter in God's sight. How often is it that the things that overwhelm us, for which we can find no solution, are simple matters in the eyes of the Lord, if only we would bring them to Him and trust Him with them? Elisha also told them that they were to decimate the cities, trees, springs, and fields of Moab so that they couldn't get back on their feet anytime soon. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings had come up to fight against them, all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered and they stood at the border. Then they rose up early in the morning and the sun was shining on the water and the Moabites saw the water on the other side As red as blood. And they said, This is blood. The kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now, therefore, Moab, to the spoil. Miraculously, God provided water for the armies and their animals without a storm. But when the Moabites saw the water, it appeared as blood red to them. They assumed that the armies attacked each other, and they could now rush in and take the spoil. Wrong, They were deceived. So when they came to the camp of Israel, Israel rose up and attacked the Moabites so that they fled before them, and they entered their land, killing the Moabites. Then they destroyed the cities, and each man threw a stone on every good piece of land and filled it. And they stopped up all the springs of water and cut down all the good trees. But they left the stones of Kirharaseth intact. However, the slingers surrounded and attacked it. Israel, Judah, and Edom did all that Elisha said, thoroughly defeating the Moabites. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took with him 700 men who drew swords to break through to the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their own land. The king of Moab offered his eldest son, the crown prince, in plain sight as a burnt offering, presumably to their god Chemosh. As a result, there was great indignation against Israel. We're not told why. It could be that when the Moabites saw what had hit, it could be that when the Moabites saw what it had cost their king, they fought much harder. Some commentators think that the armies were so repulsed by what they saw that they departed from the Moabites. Clearly, Elisha was empowered by the Lord to perform miracles and to prophesy in the Lord's name. He was cut from the same cloth as Elijah, his beloved mentor. You've been listening to Simply the Bible,
1: the the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com Or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where Elisha supplies oil for a poor widow to pay her debts. And a son of my woman shows him great hospitality. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings. On Simply the Bible.